Hello, world. Mm. It's John Pinto, your roving realtor, bon vivant, video blogger, and podcaster. And I am here with Eric Saran uh, from HomeGuard, home inspection, pool inspection, termite inspection, roof inspection. Happy holidays, Eric. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you, John. Feliz Navidad, Rafael Betanzos. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you. You're too kind. So uh, this is a third in uh, five videos we're doing on the dreaded further inspection items that you will find mostly on home inspections, although sometimes you will find them on termite inspections. And today we're going to talk about vermin. Mm -hmm. Eric, you like that word, vermin. Go ahead, say that word, vermin. Vermin. It's a, it's a fun word to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, when people are talking vermin, the, yeah. the seller's reaction is how dare you suggest that I have vermin in my house. Yeah. And, and then the buyer's reaction is, Ooh, mm. how disgusting vermin. <laughs> and what I like to tell people is the vermin were here before you and I were. Yep. They allow us to live with them. Right. The best you can hope for is to vermin proof the house and keep them out. Right. What do you think about that? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You built a house where there used to be a field or a forest and it was their backyard and their living room. And, and now your house just happens to be there. So don't get mad at the vermin for wanting to move in where it's warm. We're interlopers. So, <laughs> right. so let's, so let's uh, go down the uh, list with vermin. I will give you my own points of view on the ones I find most onerous and then go from there. Uh, and uh, of course, um, uh, you know, rats and mice, I think are the ones that I would have the most energy on, on, uh, quote unquote, weatherproofing the house or vermin proofing the house yeah. to keep them out. What words to the wise can you give us on access points and how do we keep the vermin out of the house? Uh, you know, you'd be surprised. It doesn't take a very big hole or gap uh, in the siding or the trim or anywhere outside your house for them to get in. They, if they want to get in, they're going to get in or if there's an opening, they're going to chew their way so they can make it larger. Uh, but basically, keep the trees trimmed off of the house because that's like a nice uh, super highway for vermin to get in. Once they're on the roof, they're going to figure out a way to get in, whether it's through the roof, through some kind of uh, a roof penetration, or climb under the eaves and go through one of the vent screens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember once I was on my computer at my dinette doing some work, drinking some coffee, and I catch some movement out of the corner of my eye. And I turn my head, and it's like the smallest mouse I ever saw in my life. It, it, it was like no bigger than one of the marbles we used to play with as a kid. So I said, how the heck did he get in the house? So I go walking around the exterior of the house, and I don't see any openings. I'm always very vigilant about keeping the vent screens, uh, uncompromised. Yeah. And I go to the hose for the air conditioner mm -hmm. and I see that there's a whole a void in the hose for the air conditioner. So right. I went to, uh, Ace Hardware 
and picked up some of that spray foam. Yep. And sprayed it into the hose. That'll work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, and you are right though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when those vent screens that are like four inches above uh, the ground, uh, when you have a concrete perimeter foundation are compromised right. or when people have trees hang tree limbs hanging over their roof, uh, right. it, they're just inviting all the, the rats and the mice in. Yeah, absolutely. They want to come in where it's warm and dry and uh, feel like they got a safe place to sleep. Um, so it's not their fault. They're just doing their job. And what your job is to do is to prevent that from happening uh, by being vigilant on the outside of the house uh, and looking for those access points. And there are uh, uh, pest operators. I wouldn't call them standard structural pest control inspection companies because they're not really dealing with wood destroying pest organisms they're dealing with vermin uh who will come out and do an inspection and give a written bid uh to vermin proof the house is that correct yeah absolutely and and if we've done a home inspection and we notice that there is vermin activity then that's going to basically be our recommendation uh you get a branch two guy out there, which basically is licensed to deal with, you know, rats and mice and squirrels and those type of things and figure out a way to prevent them from gaining access to the house. Yeah, it's pretty simple. And usually it's yeah. not that expensive to get it inspected and mitigated. No, no, it's typically, it's not too bad. Um, and, you know, obviously once you find out about it, you're definitely going to want to do something about it. Cut the branches, close the openings. I mean, that's basically it. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Now that said, as simple as that might be, what percentage of houses would you speculate are, are not vermin-proofed? Hmm. Well, I, you know, I'll have to say I've I've been inspecting for twenty years now, and I would have to say. Uh, you're putting me on the spot, but I'm going to say about 65% of houses that I look at either have active or past vermin activity. I don't care if your house was $10,000 or $10 million. If they want to get in there, they're going to get in there. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not putting you on the spot. I mean, it's at least half. It could be as much as two thirds. Yeah, absolutely. And- and, and, and this, I guess the point of this video is people don't wake up in the morning saying, I think today I'm going to vermin-proof the house. You know, they, they're no. stealthy. It's not yeah. like they're, they're making a lot of noise, usually. Right. You know, the, the whole concept of roof rats making a racket is something I don't think comes up. No. So I don't think it's been people's consciousness. Yeah, they're basically, they're, they're out of sight, they're out of mind, and they don't yeah. want to be seen, so they're going to be quiet and stealthy and, and remain hidden while you're in the house. That's right. So another yeah. anecdote, Eric, another anecdote. Okay. One night, uh, I'm sleeping second story. I hear a racket downstairs. Now, I'm old school Brooklyn. I don't have guns. I have a Mickey Mantle 36-inch baseball bat. I under my knew bed. it. I knew you <laughs> 36 inches. Raphael, yeah. the baseball player. Can you comment on a 36 inch thin handle 
big barrel baseball bat as a weapon of opportunity? That's about the most Brooklyn thing I've heard all day. <laughs> so I, I, I head downstairs, go down the stairs, walk through the entryway, walk through the dining room, walk through the hallway to the utility room, peek through the window, and there's four raccoons. I mean, and they play the bandits so well. Yeah, they play the band, you know, because they got those little masks, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're nonplussed when you come down. It's like, who are you? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my cat in the corner, you know, hissing oh, at boy. them, going, yeah. hissing at them, uh, and they were just having a grand old time washing their hands in the in the cat water and eating the cat food and <laughs> knocking over whatever cans and boxes were around. Yeah. So finally, I had to do, uh, you know, an ambidextrous baseball bat in one hand, a broom in the other, opened up the door, finally got them mm -hmm. out the uh, kitchen door, and then made sure I resecured the uh, the doggy door. That's how they ah, got in. They got in through the doggy door. In. Okay. Which is always on your reports, too. Can you comment on <clears throat> the benefits and detriments? of the doggy doors forget yeah. about the fire forget about <clears throat> the fire code i'm just talking about right Berman. right, right. Y you know it's uh you do see a large percentage of doggy doors even a cat door is big enough for a raccoon to get in trust me um if you don't secure those at nighttime uh then you're inviting those vermin to come inside the house you're basically saying here's a here's an easy way to get in and out um a lot of them have a metal screen or slide that you can put down and you can basically secure that at night. Uh, you know, during the day, if you want your animal to be able to go in and out, that's fine. But but know that other animals could be using that as a way to get in the house as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of the extent of my top of mind on what kind of animals to be concerned with. I know uh, in certain areas, you've got uh, some dangerous uh, spiders, and of course, wasps are yes. no fun at all. Uh, can you advise us on uh, dangerous is insects and what best practices are on those? Yeah, you're you're going to want to get a pest control guy out to take a look at the house. Uh, typically, myself as an inspector, I will point those things out. Uh, but that's not my area of expertise, but it, but I feel that it's uh, my job to point it out to you. And at that point, call the specialist out. He'll have a way to eradicate, uh, eliminate, and basically make sure those critters aren't getting inside your house, annoying you, causing damage, and all kinds of other bad things to happen to your home. You know, one thing I have not observed in my 47 years of real estate are snakes. Have okay. you ever run into snakes? The only time I see snakes is in the crawl space. Um, they'll go up on the sill plate, uh, usually on the south side of the house because it gets nice and warm during the day, and they'll just sit up there on that sill plate, just as happy as can be. Just no one's going to go down there and bother them. Who goes in the crawl space but your home inspector or your termite <laughs> inspector? That's Surprise. right. Well, that'll wake that'll wake you up better than a cup of coffee, right? Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, yeah, you're you're awake and you're ready to get out at that point. Okay, good. Well, I think we've gone down enough rabbit holes, rat holes, or whatever.
on this one. So uh, yeah. uh, what uh, closing words to the wise would you have to all parties regarding uh, their due diligence and mitigation on mm -hmm. vermin? Well, I will say if you do see evidence of some type of vermin activity in the house, for one, don't be surprised because a large percentage of homes do have that. Uh, and if you do see it, you're going to want to call the specialist out there to get that problem taken care of. Excellent. Uh, and Raphael, if people want to uh, contact you for more information or to order any inspections, how do they do that? Absolutely. You guys can either call me or text me at the number on the screen, um, or you can actually email me at rbetansis at homeguard.com. That's the letter R, betansis at homeguard.com. Excellent. Well, that was delightful talking with you about vermin, Eric. I just wanted vermin. to say vermin one more time. Do you want to say yeah. vermin one more time? Yeah, I do. Vermin. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you for watching our episode uh discussing vermin and how to get them out of your house. And we will see you on the next video. Bye-bye.